Right now, though, we're going to have a conversation about something that we came across uh, that I thought was kind of interesting. It's something called silvopastoralism. Ever heard of it? You know, we we talk about uh, livestock, and we talk about you know how it fits into this whole discussion we were just having with Donna Kennedy Glenn's, right? You know, the the environmental discussion and the push to be more environmentally friendly versus where we really are, and you know, livestock is is an, is a consideration in that whole environmental discussion. We know that. And uh, now, don't get me wrong. There's nobody that likes beef more than me. Nobody. I'm pretty sure. I'd, I'd stake my reputation on that. But hey, there's nothing wrong with taking a look at different ways of doing things, and maybe there's a way we can all be happy. That's that's sort of the discussion, right? Um, that's all we're talking about here. And this something that we're talking about is called silvopastoralism, which I got to admit was new to me. So see if we can find out what it is, how it works, and see if it's maybe something we need to incorporate in this part of the world. We're going to chat now with Vivian Arguelos-Gonzalez, who is a PhD candidate in natural resource sciences at McGill University. Vivian, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Good morning, Shay. Thank you for having me. Silvopastoralism, new to me. Can you explain it to us? What are we talking about here? Yes, of course. So silvopastoralism is basically um, having trees uh, with crops and livestock all working together in the same land, in the same system, and taking advantages of the synergies between them. So is it like totally wild? Is it just sort of not doing anything to the land, or is it sort of a, a hybrid, doing, doing some but leaving some of it more wild? Um, it's definitely a hybrid. So there are many forms of silvopastoralism eh, that are already practiced all around the world. So we have our less disturbed um, ecosystems, which we still have the forest, and then farmers just um, take advantage of that and introduce livestock to take advantage of the shade and to eat the forage. But this has to be very controlled. There's a very strict management as to not cause uh, damage to these environments. So we have to take that into consideration. But there's also the very controlled kind of systems that are very management intensive uh, with, for example, timber plantations. Yeah. Uh, that we also introduce animals. And it can be any kind of farming animals that can work in synergy with the different kinds of trees for either fruits or um, nuts, for example. There's many varieties around the world. So, like you say, it's a combination of very heavily managed and a little less managed, sort of a hybrid environment. What are the benefits? What, what What's the upside to doing this uh, this way? So there are many benefits of silvopastoralism. Um, I'll start with the environmental benefits because it's uh, one of the things that livestock gets most blame about. It's, it's environmental impact. So when we add trees into agricultural operations, uh, we contribute to carbon sequestration. So that contributes to... Uh, decrease greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, we also, because we are adding trees that add habitats to birds and insects and other kinds of animals uh, that will not be able to live in other kinds of um, agricultural operations. So we have increased biodiversity. Uh, all these animals can also contribute to the health and welfare of our farmed animals because they they can feed on parasites, for example. Okay. So it all works very well together, but there's not only these environmental benefits. We also have um, benefits for the farmers. Farmers that have adopted silvopastoral systems have reported 
greater weight gains and also greater milk production and because there's greater availability of forages in these kinds of systems. Interesting. Okay, so win-win. Um, the question I have, I mean, some of the, when we're talking about livestock production in this part of the world, especially in Alberta, we're talking about some absolutely massive operations. Huge, huge, and very technical, very specialized in a lot of ways. Can this silvopastoralism, can it be scaled up to these kind of operations that we're talking about? It's certainly possible. We have examples in Brazil, which also huge operations that have um, incorporated trees into um, livestock production. There are some um, farmers in Canada that are already doing it. Um, it's not very well known and it's not uh, very practiced, but there are some examples. And actually what we need is for them to be better known and adapted to the different characteristics, geographical characteristics. It's, these are systems that need to be very well adapted to the needs of the farmers, the needs of the communities, and also like the different environments. But it is certainly possible. Interesting. What about climate? I mean, you know, we do have the climate that we have to deal with in Canada. I'm not saying it's impossible. Does that make it harder or easier? Um, it it creates new opportunities. So one thing that we also have to take into consideration right now is the um, how the weather, the temperatures are increasing, which, um, well, it's it's not good in many areas, but it also creates opportunities for agricultural systems and agroforestry systems to thrive in the northern parts of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much better to leave the forest and introduce the livestock than to clear them to make room for more agriculture. Interesting discussion. Vivian, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for your questions. It was great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. That is Vivian Arguelas-Gonzalez, who's a PhD candidate in natural resource sciences at McGill University.